Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Oh, uh, not much. Just got in from from the school, and I flipped on ESPN and watched, caught the end of part of the interruption, and now, you know, I really don't like this new Sports Center format at six o'clock. Well, I know what they were trying to do, but they basically took their show and just made it six o'clock Sports Center. Right. So, I like to be. Yeah, I, I like the six o'clock Sports Center to be more like my news. You know. Yeah, and I, I. But the thing is, like ESPN, this is something I wanted to talk about. ESPN is hemorrhaging money, so oh, they yeah. are. They're trying to um, incorporate all these people into the regular stuff, so they don't have to pay them extra for being personalities. So you know what I mean. That's why you're right. getting this uh, forced down your throat. Um, it's just hold on so one second. We're going to. I, I got. We got to. We got to cut this short. And I'm hoping Matt will stay on oh, and okay. talk calves with us. So we're just going to do blue jackets and calves. I mean, it's the most two important things. And then um, hopefully this weekend we can get a Sunday show and get to. I'm, I'm burning on these Browns right now, but I don't even want to bring it up. So oh. we can get well, to the maybe Browns by and Sunday, also. Maybe by Sunday we'll have Colin Kaepernick as our new quarterback. No, they're not going after him. They're I'm just joking. I uh, they better fucking. I, you know what I did here though. <laughs> you know who said it today? I will send it to you immediately. I just didn't have time. Tony Grossi brought up one Brian Hoyer. Oh God, unbelievable! And I had cut. I had cut the like the long part of us arguing over it out of the oh, podcast with that one. I was like, I should have left it in there. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Because <laughs> you got so upset. I was just joking about it, but you got so upset. Oh my God, that would be the worst idea ever. Yeah, I could do Sunday, by the way. We could do Sunday morning or something. I got to run and do something here at 7, and I'm trying to get back for this Cavs game. So. Gotcha. I really want to yeah, see this be a good wins. Yeah, it should be a good one tonight. It all came into place. It all came in for us. All right, let me just get him on, and we can figure all it right. out. And I'm going to tape some stuff. I'm going to put the rest of our stuff on the back end, like the intro and stuff. We'll just go straight into talking with him. So. That's cool. Hey, they actually paid me to do Marty Bannister's show yesterday again. Now, what? Uh, this, this is a real quick question. Did this tour yeah. guy take the Between the Nuts show from you? Yes, pretty much. I, I figured that out. Like you said it that's when you twice, did the one promo. and I didn't. you fucked me, by the way. Yeah, I, I realized that. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we're like, that's why I wasn't trying to bring, bring it up like that, shit. but like I caught, it, I caught it in the promo, and then I heard it when I was editing the show. I'm like, and yeah, I put two and two together. No wonder he's so fucking successful. He just steals everybody's shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I'm I'm hanging around, though. Right where I want to be. Yeah, uh, you, work. <laughs> all right, you got me and Jake. Um, do you want us to give you a little bit of time? I mean, or are you good to go? No, nah, no, I can I can do it while I'm driving. It actually kills the time, so it's good. Um, do you want to stay on and talk Cavs too? I, I I literally was thinking about it today after I sent you those questions. I forgot about how huge of a basketball fan you are. Yeah, I can talk Cavs. 
All right, we're going to go Cavs and Ohio State basketball, men's and women. The men's and women will be real brief. There's nothing really there. We had just taped another show that it kind of basically comes down to whether or not Stad Mata should be get his walking papers. So, uh. Yeah, please give – I mean, Stad's a good, good guy, but, man, he, he needs to go. It's time for your blood. Um, so yeah, all right. Well, we're gonna get into it, man. Um, and I'm gonna put the we'll put the rest of the stuff around it. Um, so we're just gonna start right off. All right, cool. We're so happy to have Matt Seffer join us, uh, talking about the hottest team in the NHL, at least from Ohio, their only professional hockey team, but the Columbus Blue Jackets. Matt Seffer of the CBJ Artillery. Uh, Jake, you got to be excited to have Matt on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we do have one other professional team that had a banner raised last year up in Cleveland as well. But as you're right, as far as NHL teams, for sure, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, they're, they're the ones. So, yeah, it's pumped to have Matt's insight. Uh, the fifth, uh, fifth line crew is always uh, good friends to the show, so great to have Matt, have Matt on. Matt, welcome to the podcast, and thank you. Uh, this is uh, Gratitude, our gratitude show, so we thank you for always being a friend. And uh Helping us, you know, understand hockey. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, this is uh, one of those years. It's just really exciting to be a Blue Jackets fan, be a fifth liner. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. As a matter of fact, uh, people are knocking down our door instead of us knocking down their door to do stuff. And, you know, people are, are excited about this hockey team. Uh, you know, Ohio has kind of been hot lately, no doubt about it. You know, you got the Buckeyes going to national championship picture. Uh, you got the Cavs winning the NBA championship, obviously. You got the Indians, the American League champs, and getting one, basically one hit away from a World Series title. And you got some, I mean, this is Ohio. Ohio has always been kind of like the doormat of the sports world. Now it's like, hey, if you want to go play a championship level anything, you got to go to Ohio. So that's it, that's awesome to be a Ohio fan, wave the pennant flag for our state, so. And Matt does wear the flag at the Blue Jackets game. He has that pennant sometimes. And we want to say a big thanks to shout out to uh, – we know Kevin James Valentin was just in town. We saw those picks, man. And we know how he gets excited when you bring out the flag. Oh, man. Kevin Kevin is, is – uh, he's a trooper, man. That's, he, he, he lives and breathes Union Blue. Uh, so I, I appreciate his enthusiasm always. You know, it's, he always gets really excited to see everybody at the Blue Jackets games. This is uh, home away from home. Because obviously he's from the Chicago, uh, Illinois area, so it's kind of weird that he's a he's a Blue Jackets fan, but you know he's got family roots here, so that makes sense. But yeah, I, Kevin, man, he just he's a good guy. You got you got to follow Union Blue Soldiers when you get a chance. Oh yeah, jump in those threads, um, and let's get into that a little bit. We got the you get some hardcore fans in there in the Union Blue Soldiers, and especially you know the diehards who have been Blue Jackets fans for a long time, Matt. But we saw a little bit of a backlash happen. Now that the Blue Jackets had that hot December, uh, you know, th- you know, with the streak, and then you know they they've put it together, even coming out of the All Star break to stay, you know, gaining points, even though they got robbed in Montreal the other night. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, how have you felt about you know some of the bandwagons fans not going back when we used to do podcasts with you coming on and and, and Jordan and everybody talking about getting more people to embrace the Blue Jackets? Yeah, I think I think that's that's a, that's a very uh... It's very ill to do uh, to you know take you know take out bandwagon fans and you know they even they don't consider themselves bandwagon fans maybe they're just like you know occasional Blue Jackets fans like yeah I'll go watch a hockey game that's fine this is the opportunity for us to teach the game teach what the hockey's about and teach them you know how fun hockey can be uh, some people you know like people who are football fans they've all played football at some point basketball fans they've all played basketball 
soccer, same thing. Uh, hockey is a very unique sport because not a lot of people play it at early age. And so a lot of people just kind of don't embrace it as much as everybody else. So when the Blue Jackets are doing good, it's something that doesn't relate to a whole lot of people because not a whole lot of people are playing hockey, which is changing here in Central Ohio and around the state because we have a great youth hockey program. And as a matter of fact, we've been putting out some NHL first-rounders the last three or four years. So, I mean, hockey is starting to become part of the state's fabric, and uh, we welcome them. We welcome all the Blue Jackets fans. Uh, you know, whether you're a casual fan or maybe you're a diehard, uh, you're all fifth liners. No matter what you do, you put on that Union Blue, you're a fifth liner automatically. So you got to uh, embrace the bandwagon fans, teach them. Don't just, you know, shun them. Teach them about what hockey's about. Uh, you can't can't be elitist, you know, because they're not going to come back if you're going to be an elitist. So uh, you know how that works in sports. The elitists don't typically do well. Do well. So, and, and that's uh, not the Ohio I, way. Um, just no, you know, no. to go that way. Um, Jake, drop the news though. Let's get to the hardcore hockey talk because these uh, so-called bandwagon fans are going to have some new names they need to know. Yeah, and maybe a new name that I need to know as well. Uh, we're joined by Matt Pfeffer, uh, co-founder of the Fifth Line Movement, and overall just CBJ super fan. So the great guy to get some uh, <laughs> the NHL super fan as well. So you can maybe <laughs> fill us in a little bit here on some of these guys. Uh, the Blue Jackets were able yeah. to pick up a couple players today. Uh, they got, uh, and I hope I'm saying it right, but it's, it's I think it's Laurie Korpikosko, or Korpikoski, excuse yep. me. And we got him from the Dallas Stars. And then we also picked up Kyle Quincy from the Devils. And most importantly, we got rid of Dalton Trout, which makes me happy. I don't have to deal with that anymore. And we did it for a guy that's played in 54 playoff games in Quincy. What else do we need to know about these guys? And are the Blue Jackets uh, a lot better off now than they were at the start of the day for a deep playoff run? Well, I think we are. Uh, I'm kind of, from my perspective and being at Cleveland Monster Games uh, the last three or four years, uh, Dylan Hetherington, that's a, that's, that was a big name to move. Uh, I know that he's been kind of under the radar here as, as a depth chart guy uh, playing in Cleveland for a while. That was a huge part of our championship team last year. Uh, so losing him, uh, that's, a, that's Dallas's game for sure. Uh, they're wow, probably looking to the future, obviously. They got rid of uh, Johnny Oduya earlier this week, so that's a big game for them. Uh, getting a guy like that who's uh, in, in return, a veteran, you know, he's been part of some playoff series. Maybe uh, he scored a few goals here in, you know, 86 games. Uh, we kind of need that. We need a, we kinda need a, uh, a little bit of grit here and there just in case we get banked up. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, that's fine. Uh, some of these young players that we have stuck with Cleveland, they need opportunities to go to NHL teams that can – actually uh, use them. So, uh, you know, I'm good, you know, happy for Heather, that Heatherington, uh, you know, Team Canada representative uh, back in the World Juniors. So you're going to definitely get there. They've definitely got uh, a good defenseman for the future, no doubt. And, and I'm glad you brought up Heatherington because I failed to do so. And you're right. That's uh, a big piece of that Monsters team and that banner we were talking about earlier that lives up in Cleveland. Um you know, was there any trade that wasn't made that you maybe thought was this is something that we should have capitalized on? Well, I mean, the Duchesne one was obviously in everybody's mind because that's the big splash. Uh, you know, Matt Duchesne, leaving, you know, possibly leaving, you know, uh, Colorado. We were kind of hoping we would get a guy like that. He's got a lot of skill but also a lot of grit at the same time. 
and it flies right into the Blue Jacket way of doing things. Obviously, Torts has developed, a, a, you know, in, in just a year, has developed a, a system and a type of player that he liked to see on the ice. Uh, so, you know, not getting Matthew Shane, I, you know, I'm not upset about it, but the price is probably too high. And, you know, I trust Jarmo. Uh, you know, he's made some pretty good decisions. And he'll even admit it. He'll be the first one to admit it. Yeah, that, that trade didn't work out. Uh, obviously, Marion Gabrick only being here a year, that trade didn't work out too well for us. And he'll admit it. He's like, you know, I thought he really fit our system. But the way that Torch coaches uh, now, uh, you got to get a certain player. And I think Yarmo's starting to learn that. He can't, you know, he can't just go after skill. You have to get the right player. Uh, Herb Brooks said that in Miracle. He's like, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players. And so, you know, we, we got the right players right now. And we got a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. And it's scary. I, I'm going to tell you this. It's scary because the NHL is getting younger. So these guys that are coming up, they're getting talented and they're talented quicker. So a lot of veterans that you used to see, you know, play until they're 36, 37 years old, uh, with the exception of Yamir Yager, uh, those, you know, those days are over. Uh, you either be young or you, or you gotta get out of the way. So it's, well, let's uh, talk it's about very different. Okay. No, no, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, the the new NHL, the new way of doing things is very different, and I think. We have the right players in our system right now. Uh, you know, giving up a couple players today, obviously not a big hit to the to the franchise as a whole. Let, let's talk about real quick one of the guys that was acquired last year uh, and what he's meant to this team and Seth Jones, and then also too about Ryan Johansson's return that Sunday and a little being a little uh, getting his uh, fur in a little bit of a ruffle uh, with not getting a tribute video. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's that's Ryan Johansson in a nutshell. Like he has his moments where it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's got it, and then there's these, these moments where you know he shows a little immaturity, and he's young, you know, he's still young, and yeah, you know, you kind of give him the benefit of doubt, uh, but at the same time, you know, that's just, you know, he's he's still kind of sour, uh, and you know, rightfully so, he wanted to stay in Columbus, and that's fine, and you know, he's in a new place with Nashville. Uh, we've requested his presence along with Terry Underwood, so long, you know, every time he comes back up, but obviously that that has not happened. Uh, so I'm still waiting on my Terry Underwood invitation to a hockey game. Uh, but, you know, the, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I think you just got to let it roll off your back. If they don't give you a tribute, oh, well, you don't get recognition. Here's what you do. You just come back and prove us wrong. Prove us wrong that we made the, we have made a bad decision, Okay. But lately, it hasn't been that way. Obviously, I feel like as a Blue Jackets fan, we got the better trade. We got Seth Jones. I mean, an all-star, and this kid can flat out plays. He's also one of the fastest guys on their team. It just doesn't look like it because he's so tall. And so, you know, I, I that trade forever. I, I, I wanted Seth Jones from when he got drafted. I was like, okay, Yarmo, come on, trade up, get that guy. And he never did. You know, Yarmo's a kind of stay pat type guy because he does his homework. And so he's always looking for the diamond in the rough. But, man, I really wanted to set Jones back in, like, he was, like, uh, 2012, 2013. And so I really wanted him back. But you know what, Seth Jones, he's our, he's our defensive anchor. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Uh, but Ryan Johansson, you know, his days are over with the Blue Jackets, and I think he just he has to realize that. I think he, he was really excited to see everybody back here, and he just didn't get the welcoming that he wanted. So. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yep. he could have got booed like he could have got booed like Jeff Carter. So the guy should be happy that he got at least a lukewarm reception. But yeah, and, and we put we put out a notice like, hey, listen, don't boo Ryan Johansson. You know, he 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 was a young player when he was here. Uh, you know, he did he did good things for the community while he was here. Uh, he 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 was one of the one of the few players that recognized him for fifth line. He's like, and he gave us you know he gave us a shout out when he won the MVP at the All Star game a couple years ago when it was here in Columbus. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's really it's really kind of tragic that he would go out and say that publicly. But you know, you can't you can't control everybody's mouth, and you can't expect everybody to be a good old boy either at the same time. Hey Matt, what's uh, in your mind looking at this team now? It's uh, it's constructed the way it's going to be going into the playoffs. Uh, what's the biggest strength, the thing that this team can lean on the most? And then also on the other side of that, of course, what what's the biggest deficiency? What's the biggest weakness on this club that they may have to try to cover something up? Um, I think one of the one of the biggest strengths that we have right now is the teamwork aspect. Uh, I think I think we're a good team when we play our team when we play teamwork when we feed off of each other. Uh, these guys fight for each other, and that's that's a very uh, rare commodity when you get that in the sports world because you know it's kind of a mean mentality when you get there. And with this team, you just don't get that. I, I don't get the feeling of that. These guys go out there, the professionals, they go out there and fight for each other. And so I feel like that's our biggest strength. Obviously, the biggest. Uh, biggest strength of our team is goaltending. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky has been outstanding. So, you know, I really hope – sorry I'm out of breath. I uh, had to walk up some stairs here, and I'm fat. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> – so, anyway, yeah. I, so am I. I, I really do so. – do, <laughs> we all feel well, your pain, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just old. I'm old and fat. But uh, back to the story. I think Sergey Bobrovsky is our biggest strength right now. If we keep him healthy, keep him rolling, and help him out, our de- uh, defense wins championships always. And if we can keep our goaltending going like that, we'll be in good shape. Uh, uh, the biggest uh, weakness we have, I think, is um, getting the odd man rushes. I think uh, we're too eager to shoot sometimes, and then we're too passive to shoot sometimes. So we have to find that balance. Um, sometimes uh, I think we have really good strengths when we are passing uh, clean, sharp passes. Uh, sometimes we get a little bit sloppy, and we try to do this dump and chase thing when we're tired, and we can't keep doing that as as a whole, as a club. So we got to get past the dump and chase and move back into our rhythm that we had during the 16-game uh, winning streak, which I saw glimpses of that uh, this past week when we played the Rangers. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's that team I was waiting on. So uh, we've had – obviously no team is going to go perfectly through a season. But we've hit our slump. We got past that, got a nice little break. Now we're back into what we need to do. And uh, seeing Torts last night – kind of hit the ice and, you know, give the, give the gears to the uh, refs, that was perfect. That's what, the, that's what energizes the team because now you know your coach will fight for you just as much as everybody else on the bench. So, yeah, I think, I think we're in good shape, no doubt about it. 
How concerning do you think of the playoff and experience on this club is to make a deep run? Um, I think with Felino and Dubinsky and a few other guys that were left over from the team, also with Brandon Sod, oh, my gosh, Brandon Sod's been two Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, that, that, that playoff experience from just those guys alone – and also Brandon Saab being the young, like one of the younger guys in the clubhouse and being able to like kind of show the young guys the ropes of like, hey, this is what it's about to be in the playoffs because the Alexander Winbergs, a few other guys have never been to that level. So it's going to be really nice to kind of see how those two guys uh, kind of bring up everybody. Uh, Boone's been to the playoffs uh, just once, but like Dubinsky's been to like the playoffs with the Rangers, Felino's been in the playoffs with the Ottawa Senators and also with us. And so now we have that presence. Uh, Jack Johnson, another guy, uh, he, yeah. he plays big when he plays playoff games. And so, you know, those are the guys who are going to lead the charge during the playoffs. And it's always the most unsuspecting player that leads the charge usually during the playoffs. Like, you just don't you don't realize it. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago when we traded Marion Gabrick, they just got him because it was a good deal because – they barely got. They basically got for nothing. We just wanted somebody to take a salary. And when he got to LA to the playoffs, those guys absolutely. I mean, he flat out took over the playoff series. He was. He should have been MVP. And you know, there's certain guys that always step up during the playoffs when it comes to NHL. And I think that goes across sports no matter what. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. last year, you know, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I was going to say, yeah, Matt Calvert comes to mind when we talk about that guy that, you know, would really bring his game up to another level. It's always the, the guys who the, are the most hard-nosed, it seems to be that. And don't forget, also, we got your guy, uh, uh, Scotty Hartnell, is also got a little bit oh, of class yeah, yeah. experience, too. He, so maybe not as much as I as I thought on the surface. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, Scott Hartnell – you know he he's been to the he's been to the grind with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, so he I think he's I mean at his age he's hungry right now, he's super hungry. So uh, he's and I, I like his mentality this year as more nurturing and less buddy buddy. He's taking over as that like we we humbly call him dad on the team, and he's been dad he's been taking these young players and you know following them to what he needs to do and then. When you pick on his son, you're going to get to horns. And it's, you know, Scott Hartnell is still one of my favorite players on that team, no doubt about it. So I, I'm, 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 de- I'm pretty certain we're going to make a deep playoff run this year, deeper than what we did back in 2014 and obviously deeper than 2009. So I uh, can't wait, can't wait. Is, is there a team out there that, you know, I mean, obviously you're not scared of any team, but is there a team that maybe you'd rather another team eliminate than the Blue Jackets having to go up against? Anytime you say that, I think of one team, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. If somebody could take them out for us, that would be awesome. But uh, right now, I think the scariest team right now is obviously Washington, uh, top team in the NHL right now. Uh, they got a pretty good defensive core. Uh, they're, they got a Vesna Trophy winning, you know, goalie. Uh, they got Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, they're they're just good. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we're good at exposing weaknesses on very good teams. Uh, we've we've kind of handled Pittsburgh pretty well this year. We've only lost to them once in overtime, and then we're basically two two zero and one against them this year. So. Pittsburgh's okay. I just 
I'd rather not deal with the fans. And the sad part is that Pittsburgh fans that do come to Nationwide Arena are from the Buckeye State. So that that's what really kind of hurts my soul. But you just got to deal with it and move on. <laughs> yeah, but us, us Blue Jackets fans have been drowning them out quite often here over the last year and a half or so. So I will uh, tell you that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we had a pretty good contingency of Blue, uh, Blue Jackets fans along with the Pittsburgh fans the last home game with, with when we battled. And I was kind of getting sick to my stomach because I saw all these black and yellow jerseys walking around. And then all of a sudden I heard my CBJ coming out. And every time they would do a let's go pins, CBJ just drowned it out. So I was super happy about that. This line kind of and showed up during that week. That's for sure. I mean, hey, talk about the fifth line for a minute. You know, a movement that's evolved from a hashtag to – this, uh, you know, great brand that you guys have been able to uh, take with it now. And, uh, you know, and it's the slogan for the team. Talk about just kind of the evolution and where it's at and where it's going. Well, I mean, the fifth line is never leaving the Blue Jackets. Uh, you know, it's it's very humbling to go, go into the arena and see this massive sign that says home of the fifth line really big across the arena. And, you know, we, me and Jordan look at each other like, oh, my gosh, this has actually happened, like, you know. And, you know, at the same time, it's our baby, so we fight for it a little bit. And so, you know, anytime you deal with something like that, you have to protect it. And we get really protective of it. You know, so many uh, couple bloggers recently have kind of gone after it, you know, saying, oh, well, fifth line means you're you're terrible. And it's not true. It's the fifth line. It, you know, you can be the fifth line for a team. You know, you can you can push that team to the next level. And thank God the fifth line is in Columbus. It's not anywhere else. It stays right here in Columbus. And, you know, Jordan and I, you know, we're, we're going to continue to fight for this thing. We're going to continue to push this thing. Um, but we're also not going to be done with it and not going to be satisfied with it. You know, we uh, we started a new hashtag called 5L. Just a real quick, you know, F and a, uh, 5 and an L. Uh, we just want to keep that going, that momentum going, because uh, 5L is – is a lifestyle. It's a it's a driven kind of mark to what we're trying to accomplish as a Blue Jacket nation, in a sense. Because uh, uh, you know, uh, hockey is it's, it is kind of a lifestyle. It's it's a kind of a chip on your shoulder. Hey, I'm a hockey fan. Oh, what's that? And you know, you just keep going at it. You keep you know telling people about how good hockey is to you and how good hockey is to watch live. And that's what that's what fifth line means. Is to have a continuous hockey lifestyle and to continue to be a fan uh stick and thin like uh my job that i have now you know i walk in they know me as a blue jacket guy because that's all i wear is my blue jacket stuff so you know you gotta keep that going try to keep that momentum going even when times are tough now right now things are great but even when times are tough you just gotta keep that mentality because that's what diehards do uh same thing with the browns fans the browns fans regardless of record they show up every year so uh, We're the same it, way. It might be a hard sell this year because I'm, I'm a little done with them, but I don't want to go. I already told we, me and Jake were talking. I didn't want to get sucked into that line because uh, I am pissed today. <laughs> uh, um, but I know. I, 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 go, ahead. Ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I know it's hard to be a Browns fan out here, but uh, we've had we've had the same misery as a Blue Jackets nation for probably about ten or so years. We're just now getting <laughs> to our uh, potential. So. Yeah, but but the the great thing about the Blue Jackets, they have turned around, and now the excitement, you know, is not just 
uh, blind faith or blind enthusiasm. It actually has merit behind it because they're playing hard, they're winning games, and, you know, even when they lose or get robbed, like in Montreal, you know, the effort is there. That's not the same thing yeah, going exactly. on up north. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Like, uh, if somebody wants to sign Jim Brown out of retirement, I'm pretty sure he's got a couple miles left in him. Well, let's talk about that because he's a he's a football pioneer. We know Jim Brown, what he did for football, especially he's the one guy we point to with the Cleveland Browns. But even when you guys and talk about the the fifth line and some of the new gear you guys got with Lamp Apparel, because it was a great photo you had with a hockey pioneer, and I'll let you talk about that. Oh yeah, so um, we we started to work. Uh, we are now like working with uh, Lamp Apparel, and we're doing uh, we're doing a lot of like content and social media through Lamp Apparel. Uh, Brandon uh, has uh, their the owner has is a big diehard you know sports fan, but he's also about uh, taking influencers to the next level, making sure that their product or what they're doing is influencing the rest of the people around them. And, you know, uh, we're, we're social media influencers. You know, people follow what we do. Uh, we want them to, and but we also want to make sure that the fans' voice is heard through our influence. And so uh, he, we've, we've linked up with him. Uh, we've been doing some stuff with them, uh, some shirts, uh, some, some good, some bad. Uh, we've had a couple of shirts that we've uh, had to take off the shelves uh, thanks to some, uh, some fun stuff that you have to deal with in the sports world. Uh, it's called Lawyers. So uh, <laughs> it's not, nothing bad. It's just, you know, it's like, hey, just don't do it again. Okay, cool. But uh, we we were just launching our first shirt, the CB Hockey Stick shirt, which was amazing. Everybody loved the logo. I, I designed that, like, probably about three months ago and finally put it on a shirt. And uh, we just happened to be at our bar the day that we launched the shirt. And we wanted to watch the hockey game, obviously. And... Uh, the guy who owns uh, our bar, Mike Darge, came up to me. He's like, hey, listen, just letting you know, uh, Willie O'Ree's coming over to kind of hang out because Willie O'Ree loves our bar. He loves coming to the hockey bars and loves sitting and talking with hockey fans. So Willie O'Ree is the first African-American player, actually African-Canadian, if that's a thing, to actually play in the NHL. And he played for the Boston Bruins, and until he got – Got blindsided in the eye with a hockey puck, he had to retire. But he's also an ambassador for the NHL for Everybody Plays Hockey. And it's a diversity program. And he has been wonderful. This guy this guy is like 82 years old, and he still travels all across the United States teaching hockey clinics to um, maybe less fortunate kids or kids who have never been introduced to hockey. And, you know, he's very heavily involved with every – uh, youth hockey uh, program that's attached to the NHL team. So he's attached to our program here. And so he just happened to be at our bar that night, and I gave him one of the shirts, and he loved it. And we were just so thrilled that he had it in his hand. So uh, he's like, is this a large? And I said, yeah, it's a large. He's like, okay, this is mine. I'm keeping this. So he uh, he threw it on that night. Like, he threw it on over his uh, shirt, and he was wearing it all night. And it just it tickled me to death. I'm like, are you kidding me? Willie O'Ree is wearing our shirt right now? <laughs> it just made me so happy. And he's the nicest gentleman. Uh, he, he still lives out in San Diego. He helps out with the San Diego Gauls of the AHL there. Uh, that's the Ducks affiliate. But he's a he's a San Diego Gaul through and through. Uh, his number's retired there. He still lives out in San Diego, which 
if anybody has ever been to San Diego, it's hard to leave that place because it's to me it's God's country. It's super beautiful out there. But uh, it's uh, he's, he was just a great it was just a great situation for us, and you know it just happened to be good timing on our part, and uh, people got the word about it, and everybody saw the shirt from that, and we 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 pushed and search. <laughs> we definitely pushed and search just from uh, just from his experience. So appreciate that. But yeah, it was it was great meeting him. That's awesome, awesome stuff. And you considering, you know, it was pretty much uh, really appropriate, you know, Black History Month right there uh, around that timing as well, you know. So coming in at the end of uh, at the also too right past uh, Martin Luther King Day. So I thought that was just awesome, awesome stuff. It's something we had talked about on the podcast before about you know bringing more diversity to the Blue Jackets crowds. I mean, we think about Seth Jones being on that team. You think about Wayne Simmons winning the NHL All Star MVP. Um, even Aguila getting traded today. You know, I think there's a lot more diversity than you know people think now within the NHL still a long way to go as always but um that definitely I just thought that was a great moment I'm glad you could share that here on the podcast yeah and 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 I'll tell you if if you ever catch Willie O'Ree he's the nicest guy he's the most personable gentleman go up to him and say hi one of the nicest gentlemen you ever met and you know thank god I've met him on I've been fortunate enough to meet him not just once or twice but probably a handful of times so it's really great really awesome and uh, I appreciate the I, I appreciate that I got to I get to sit in front of history in a sense if you think about it so uh, not a lot of people get to do that. All right, well uh, we might ha- we might have some more history coming here. Let's tell us what you guys got planned, if anything, or if you don't want to let the cat out of the, cat out of the bag. I understand, but uh, is there anything that the fifth line might be doing for this CBJ playoff run? Well, we, we're working hand-in-hand with the Blue Jackets. Uh, we're still working with Lamp as well, but we're also working with the Blue Jackets because uh, uh, we, we, we just can't leave them. We can't do anything else without the Blue Jackets because, uh, you know, that that's that's our heart. So uh, we're working with them. We're working with the Lamp Apparel. Uh, we're getting ready for playoffs. Uh, we got, we're got we a month out from right now. Uh, we're trying to get some stuff done, uh, get some more, more shirts out for everybody to wear because – when you wear the shirt at your flag, you don't, you know, you can't just not wear that shirt. So um, anytime you wear a ball cap or you wear a shirt, people get the message from the shirt or from the ball cap of what kind of person you are. And so we want to make sure that people have the right shirts. Uh, we have social media night coming up this upcoming Thursday. So I don't know when the podcast is coming up, but tomorrow we're doing a throwback Thursday social media night with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we're giving away, uh, whoever buys a ticket gets a shirt that says Columbus Chill on it. It says just chilling, but it's got the old Columbus Chill logo, and that's what made Columbus a hockey town to begin with was our minor league team called the Columbus Chill. So check it out. Go to uh, bluejackets.com and look it up and then social media night. Yeah, we'll we'll get the podcast out. I just won't sleep tonight, Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Jake, you got anything else you want to get to? <laughs> no, I'm just, just joking. A- <laughs> no, just to sum up the, the hockey and the Blue Jackets in general, I, I think the most impressive thing uh, about not only uh, Tortorella, but also Yarmo and J- JD, um, how they've made this team so versatile and how it has size and speed and can play a skilled game and can play a musky game and uh, it, it can play dump and chase and all these different ways that it can adjust to the team that they're playing. And I think that's how you beat elite teams. 
and if we could take a note from Bill Belichick and what he's been able to do with the Patriots in football. And I think that's kind of the vision here. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think we're we're getting the most out of our potential right now, uh, just from a, from a fan standpoint. We're seeing uh, certain guys that you wouldn't expect to step up this season, stepping up in a major role. Uh, Josh Anderson, to be honest with you. Uh, we all kind of knew that he had the pedigree to be an NHL player, but we didn't know that he had the, an NHL pedigree to be a force. And he's been a force in the third and fourth lines. And he can score, too. Uh, he's got a, kind of a Rick Nash build, and he he's even admitted to us on our podcast that he models his game after Rick Nash. So that's that's very awesome. We we need that. We need that big body that can go out there and slam people, also pick a few fights. Uh, you know, not without Dalton Prout now, uh, that's going to that's gonna obviously be his game is to kind of pick a fight when we need it. So uh, for a young guy, that's a big role to step into as kind of like a half enforcer. So I, 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 those, are, those are just examples of what the team is about this year. And, you know, young guys stepping up. Warinsky, my God, the kid from Detroit has stepped up majorly, and he's in the run for a Calder Cup. Uh, you know, he's obviously off the radar because all the Canadians are really high about uh, the American Matthew uh, Austin Matthews. Uh, Pat, Patrick Lane uh, out of Winnipeg, uh, Line A, sorry, is is just crushing it right now. But you got to put Zach Wawrinski in that because he is quarterbacking one of the best power plays in the league and on top of that holding his own against NHL players. So that's that's pretty impressive at 19 years old. Absolutely, and that's the other great thing is this window is going to be open for a pretty long time uh, with a little bit of help, and the Blue Jackets uh, are here to stay. It's no fluke for sure. Uh, we've just been waiting for them to get healthy. Um, that's uh, I think that we're in for a hell of a playoff ride and uh, ready to get buckled up and get going on it. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. I hope you guys come down. You guys, you got to get the uh, with Ohio Bike in the building. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna there. be down there for the playoffs. Last <laughs> I'm, time I was I'm there, down last there time anyway. I, yeah, last time I was there for you know uh, the one game that got us into the playoffs against the Flyers, and then uh, for one against the Red Wings, which was you know not so good. But yeah, um, I'm I'm ready for some good playoff hockey and see us you know get rolling like December. That's why I, I want to see a I want to see a streak you know when it really matters you know going to the playoffs. Maybe we we sweep everybody and then hoist the cup. So that's my hope. Oh boy! And, uh, you, you said you said you said some very nervous nervous words to me. <laughs> Don't jinx it. I'm just joking. I'm not gonna put that in there. I'm not gonna put that in there. But um, uh, good, good, good. No, we're thankful I for. Actually, I was gonna say I was actually there for the win in, uh, against Pittsburgh in that series. So we were. That was as much energy as I have ever felt in the sports venue. Is when uh, we yeah. won that game in overtime. The, the the air was thick. Like I didn't want to go yeah. home. It right. was just nuts. I was just like, "What's happening? What's going on?" We when then when me and Jordan saw the banner go up twice during the game, once in the beginning and then once at the end, that just energized the crowd like crazy. And oh, it was, you know, expect mm-hmm. to see expect to see that thing back again because that that thing just gets everybody pumped. Well, it would definitely be exciting if the CBJ hoist the cup, uh, almost like the Cleveland Cavaliers 
the NBA champions hoisted to Larry O'Brien. Uh, Matt is going to give us bonus basketball. We're going to get bonus Matt Pfeffer. He's going to join us and talk Cavs and Buckeyes on the other side of this break. And as always, go CBJ. We are the fifth line, and we're so happy to have Matt join us. Uh, we will talk to you on the other side of this break. Sorry, I just had to break that All right, up. We thank gotta, you. We, we got to keep rolling. No, we're going to get you on the Cavs too, Matt. So. Okay. Uh you yeah, got okay, time? Cool. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, uh, Jake and Matt, it's exciting times now. The Cavs add Darren Williams, Andrew Bogut's coming at some point this weekend. Um, it looks like David Griffin won the NBA trade line by actually doing absolutely nothing, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that we got the best team in basketball. I don't care who's hurt, who's healthy. They're the best <laughs> team in basketball, and they're ready to defend this title, and go back to back. Yeah, I agree with but, you. Uh, he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do a dang thing. He just has to sit back and watch everybody come to us. So that's a good thing when you know you have a championship team because people want to come to you, not you go find them. Yeah, I mean, you look at how this roster is constructed now with the additions of Bogut, the addition of Darren Williams. Um, we we have first of all we have two D wills. I don't know if that's ever happened. We've increased our tattoo presence in the league, I think, to the number one ranking. If we weren't already, <laughs> uh, but we definitely picked up That's a few great. there as well. And the other thing is that now this roster, as constructed, has 11 guys that were lottery picks, three number one overall picks, and the number overall two pick, and the number overall three pick. So. David Griffin, I mean, hats off. If you want to talk about LeBron as being this quasi-GM, um, you know, I, I think David Griffin needs to get a hell of a lot more respect than he's getting because this team is stacked loaded with players that fit roles and players that uh, I think are going to bring you a second championship here in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I said you sh- we should, uh, when for the next parade, we should let Dave Griffin crowd surf all the way down the parade route to the stage, basically, you know, for the job he's done. Um, I'm so excited because this is finally the second unit that I've been on this podcast screaming about. You know, you talked about the roster changes. Now Ty Lue can push the buttons. LeBron and Kyrie, you know, should not be playing 30-plus minutes, 38-plus minutes, you know, close to the whole game, basically. Um, We're going to see what Darren Williams brings against the Boston Celtics. Um, 22 games left. I'm just, you know, J.R. Smith is shooting. The Cavs are getting healthy at the right time, and we know what happened. The big news that broke last night, I was watching the game against the Wizards waiting for the Blue Jackets game to start. Um, and literally in the first four minutes, you know, Gortat throws Jaja down, and Jaja goes flailing like he likes to do, flopping. But he rolls right into Kevin Durant's knee. So now the Warriors have some adversity to deal with. And so even with that, so do the Raptors with Kyle Lowry's wrist injury. I mean, uh, all these other teams are starting to see, you know, the injuries come. And the Cavs, we've had our injury bugs. Now our guys are starting to get healthy. So that's what makes it a little bit more exciting, too. Everyone that heard that, <laughs> knock on wood. Right. I'm doing that right now. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Cavs um, now have a deep bench. Uh, they can rest some of the guys toward the end of the season which is not something you ideally want as a fan, but you want it as a – because LeBron's got mileage. I mean, we have to all deal with that. We have to deal with some of these guys because, uh, you know, LeBron's played a lot of games in the NBA. I think he's probably played the most games ever since he started uh, in the NBA because, you know, he's been he's been how many times? Six times now yeah. in a row. So, 
I mean, you got to you got to rush the guy like that. You got to give him, uh, you know, his his time to kind of recuperate his body because you know that body's a vehicle right now. You know, it's got got to be tuned up. It's got to be clean, and uh, you know, you got to give the guys rest. So Darren Williams can give Kyrie rest. Bogut can give Kevin Love a, rant, uh, a rest. You know, these these are guys that are going to need that toward the end of the season, just like we did um, at the Blue Jackets. We just got five day break, and that obviously that's shown dividends on our end. We've we've got a point in the last three games ever since the break. So uh, you got to have that for the on the basketball side as well. It's still a stupid break. Let's agree upon that. <laughs> well, aren't they moving into two weeks? Next, did I see that right? No, I know I saw a rumor said they possibly the NHL might go to two weeks next year. Now, I know then that. Just now, I don't know if it was credible source. At the same time, just take it all at the same time well, if you want to do that. Okay, well, they, get, they do get, get one break. They get they do get one. They get a week break in a sense from games between preseason and the first game. Uh, we we waited a week and a half to uh, go into our first game, so they kind of get a break, but they were still in practice, obviously, and that's and that's the torts practice, which is grueling to be to be any any kind of guy like that. So I mean, I, I, from that standpoint, I'm like, I'm, I don't care that guys get a break. I mean, from a, from a fan's perspective, it's insane. But if you knew what the bumps and bruises that a hockey player goes through versus any other sport, you'd, you'd cry. Because I've seen guys play with, like, torn ACLs. I mean, obviously we've seen that throughout sports. But uh, a lot of these – that's why we always say lower body and, and upper body injuries because we don't want to give away what's wrong with that guy because guys will target that, just like in the NFL. If Tom Brady has a bad knee, we're going to target that bad knee. You know that. So, uh, basketball, I'm not too sure about. Uh, I know guys know guys' soft spots and what they're able to do, what they're not able to do. I think, you know, you're, uh, you got to build a team that gives your star players a break. That's how you build championships. Yeah, and I think the big thing, that second unit now, even if the Cavs build up a lead or they're down a little bit, we got a full second unit with these guys, especially with Darren Williams, that playmaker that LeBron James has been asking for. He can set the table for Derek Williams and Kyle Korver, and, you know, even if it's Richard Jefferson or James Jones. I mean, if Smith comes back, then you got Shumpert on that second unit as well. You, you just you got so much versatility. And the other big thing with that second unit is they got to find chemistry. So I also think that's going to cut the minutes down because, you know, Ty Lue's got to know who he can go to and what spots and what matchups. And that's what I'm really excited to see, especially against the Boston. Um, you think about them, they, they're possibly adding Sullinger, Danny Ainge. I don't know what he's holding all these assets for, that he doesn't want to trade anything away to make that team, you know, more viable. They should have traded for Paul George. But, hey, I'm not going to complain because that makes an easier road for the Cavs. Um, and then I think about the Wizards who played the Cavs tough. They beat the Warriors last night. They add Banjanovic. They add Brandon Jennings. Those teams now, they have a second unit as well. So that's what I think. We're going to see the Cavs now where there's no there's no foot off the gas. You know, you got LeBron, Kyrie coming at you downhill. Then you got a D-Will times two D-Will square coming at you downhill. And then you got Corver shooting from the corner, spreading the floor, along with Channing Fry. I mean – and it's so exciting. The one thing I will say, we were talking about playing with injuries. There has been some back and forth between Ty Lue and the media and then Tristan Thompson. We saw Tristan struggling a little bit. He's been getting back to a little bit more flow, and it's one of the jokes out on Twitter. The only thing that people think that could derail 
Um, well, let me finish that point real quick. They, they, it was a back and forth between the media of whether or not Tristan Thompson was hurt a little bit. Ty Lue said he he thought Tristan was struggling with an injury. Ty, Tristan said he wasn't. But most people out on Twitter, especially Cavs Twitter, feeling the only thing that can derail this Cavs team, which I've been dubbed Dream Team CLE, considering all the members that have been part of Team USA over their careers, is Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> I, I got to hand it to you. Yeah, Anytime there's a Kardashian involved, that's the next factor. I'm, you know, I'm playing for Kanye West, so he doesn't lose his mind anymore. So, is a is a huge article too about James Harden and Sports Illustrated. He's on the cover right now, talking about how he had to cut that out and how the marriage with D'Antoni has now made it better. So, hey, it might be something to it, but hey, if Tristan is healthy now, whatever was bothering him, it seems like he's playing better and he's got that bounce back too. So, and that's going to take the wear down factor on him as well. So, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, hey, we're thankful. That's why the show is gratitude. You know, we're thankful for Matt joining us talking hoops. Um, but you know, Jake, I, I, I get so excited, man. I, I just want to know when the parade is. That's basically. <laughs> Dude, I got yeah. I got to hand it to you, don't. man. You you put that yeah, train back on the track seamlessly. Um, <laughs> that was good. The one thing I noticed there, and you brought up a good point: has, has anyone in NBA history as a GM almost traded for as many players as Danny Ainge has? Because he's got to be the record holder at this point. Yeah, oh, but he, absolutely. Go ahead. Go man. ahead. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, but he's got five draft picks now. Like, in, like he's got the Nets picks in the first round. He's got two second rounders, three first round picks. They're going to make a trade in the off season, but then you got another wasted season. That I mean, hey, I'm not crying for Celtics fans. Let's just let's move on past that. Um, anything you see out there? Do you think the Warriors can get caught? We know that the Spurs are four games back. I can tell you this: I predict that they'll lose ten games. Um, with Mr. Durant, just the way the schedule works out with the travel that Steve Kerr was complaining about. But I don't think the Spurs can catch them, so I think they still hold on to that number one seed. But uh, I just wanted to see if you guys had a take on that. And also the addition of Matt Barnes, which Derek Fisher is happy that Matt Barnes has a day job again. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Warriors are obviously, you know, the, you know, they're, they're, still the, they're still kind of standard bearers when it comes to making a team of misfits work, in a sense. Cause there's no, like, real, like, I mean, like, Steph Curry wasn't a highly touted, you know, draft pick out. You know, everybody's like, well, well, he's he'll be good at a spot-up shooter. And nobody expected Steph Curry to be the way he is. Uh, and, you know, the last couple of years they've had some misfits on there. Uh, losing Harrison Barnes uh, to the free agency this year, is, I think it's hurt them a little bit. But gaining Kevin Durant obviously filled that void pretty well. But at the same time, when Kevin Durant's not healthy, now you gotta find that that extra that extra push shooter that can that can shoot on the fly, in a sense. Because Kevin Durant is just all you gotta do is throw him the ball, he shoots it, it's in. It's it's insane. So I don't know what I think about the Warriors making like a massive run. Uh, like I said, I think you're right uh, with Kevin out. I think they're gonna lose another ten games. That's just my that's my take. So I, I I would like to I would like to see the Rockets you know, kind of make some noise, but I just don't see that happening either. Uh, there's just too many factors, in a sense. Uh, the East is pretty much settled, uh, but the West, uh, you know, we, it's kind of like a wait-to-see type deal. Who's going to show up and who's not? Here's the thing that I think it could hurt, and I don't know how much it's going to hurt because he's going to be back, I think, for plenty of time to get accustomed to his teammates again uh, in the playoffs, but you know, you remove Kevin Durant from a team, 
that 173 games, then they're going to go back to playing in the roles that they played in last year very quickly. And then when Kevin Durant comes back on playoff time, they're going to have to reassimilate him back into the rotation, and people are going to have to go back to different roles that they had been playing uh, for the last month of the season, month and a half of the season. Now, is that going to really make the biggest difference? Are they good enough to overcome that? Of course they are. Uh, But, you know, it's still time that they're not together in year one of this. Uh, where they develop chemistry, and, you know, maybe that rears its ugly head at the worst moment for them. And, you know, as Cavs fan, you hope it's in uh, in a championship-clinching game. One point about that real quick. The Warriors' biggest problem last season was they went so deep, especially against Kevin Durant and that OKC Thunder in that Western Conference, fi- that Western Conference Finals where they had to come back from 3-1. And we know it's 3-1 today, and they lost a 3-1 lead, so we've been enjoying that today. But um, – that that series and even Steph getting hurt in the Portland Trailblazers series, they wore down. They clearly were worn down. They could only score 89 points in that last game, game seven. And Steph and Clay pretty much evaporated. Um, we know Draymond gets suspended for game five, but, you know, not to relive all that. But I think that was a big factor. And you're going to have to see them now. We talk about them possibly losing 10 games. They're going to have to fight for every one of these games to keep the Spurs and the Rockets off their back, you know, in case they go on a run. So, you know, so much for the whole theory of the what Draymond used to recruit Kevin Durant all last year at the All-Star game and stuff like that of taking the pressure off of Steph Curry because it's now squarely back on his small shoulders and weak ankles. Ah, take that. <laughs> okay, yeah. that. Man, shots fired. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, Draymond Green, I think, is going to have to step up as, as more of a leader on this team than he has been uh, it, when it comes to playoff time. I, I think he's always been an X factor. Uh, people, you know, people are they target him, and he wants that target on him because it takes deflect from uh, Clay Thompson and Steph doing their thing. So I, I see him having more of a role uh, when it comes to down the stretch here because they want Draymond Green to deflect pressure off of the three stars. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't like really talking about the Warriors. I like I like uh, good old school basketball. So obviously uh, Popovich and the Spurs, they're kind of like one of my teams I like to follow a little bit because uh, I used to be a big David Robinson fan. So I used to like that with the Twin Towers there, Duncan and uh, Robinson. So I think uh, I think the Spurs still have a little bit of moxie left in them. Uh, I know with uh, the the way the chemistry is now is a little different than obviously when Tim Duncan was there. So we'll see what happens. The Spurs are going to get a big shot in the arm when Paul Gasol gets back, which should be here in a couple of weeks too. So they're getting healthy too. It's just well, the back. Durant injury. Oh, he he's is back. back. Okay, yeah, I, I thought he was. Right well, I know he wasn't in the. The guy screwed me on the DraftKings uh, the game after the All Star break. So, but okay, you know what I'm saying. Welcome back, Paul Gasol. Then. Uh, but Paul Gasol will be a big shot in the arm. I think as he's getting more minutes and you know flows with that team and they get back to playing a little bit like they were playing at the beginning of the season. Um, they can. I mean. They're going to get rolling. We know that. So it, it should be exciting. And, and one more thing, it, the the West I don't think is as deep. We talked about the three teams at the top, but the rest of the teams, we, we saw what the Clippers uh, fell apart there. And uh, you talk about distractions. We won't get into it on this one. But between Shaq and JaVale McGee and then Draymond, you talk about being a leader, going at Paul Pierce and that back and forth, man. They they just find a way to just to, to – the Warriors find a way to uh, – to get 
to get distracted by every small thing. So, uh, but we don't have to worry yeah. about those problems with the Cleveland Cavaliers NBA champs. Yeah, uh, and you know, a lot of people are obviously you know watching uh, the Cavs close and what kind of moves they make, and they, this time it, everything fell right to their lap. You know, uh, Andrew Bogut and uh, and Darren Williams in a one-two swipe, we'll take it. So uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see those guys in Cavs uniform, see what they're able to do for us. Uh, I see. Um, I see Bogut having more of a uh, uh, Iganawa, or not Iganawa, the other. Uh, I think he could step into a D role where we just need him primarily defensively, you know, and just to be a big filler kind of in the paint, kind of free up Tristan Thompson down on the, on the block. And, you know, thank God for Richard Jefferson. That's my favorite Cavalier, Richard Jefferson, uh, Snapchat King. Uh, he's, he's, he's playing all right right now. He's, he's a smart veteran player, and uh, the Cavs need to be surrounded more by those type of veteran players that have seen the court, you know, time in and time out. Black world champion. So, you, you got anything else you want to get in there, Jake? No, nah, I just I saw that Draymond Green Paul Pierce thing, and uh, that was probably the best thing that Draymond Green's ever done in his life. Uh, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for Paul Pierce to come back at him too, the way he did, uh, that was pretty damn good too. So, I'm all for player on player violence like that. Uh, and then uh, also more player on player violence. Of course, we saw just catch uh, Shaquille O'Neal with his. Shaq in a full all all season long JaVel McGee edition uh, finally caught up with him and JaVel told him to uh, <laughs> cease and desist, to, to put it nicely. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I'm sad. That's all I ask. Can the NBA please bring Nate Robinson back up? That's all I ask. I need a little, I need that little guy to come back on the NBA somehow, somewhere. Uh, you think about it, there's got to be a team going into the playoffs that could use him. I mean, I know. I think I think Sessions is hurt. Ray Sessions is hurt down there with the Charlotte Hornets. They could use him. I mean, he would fit right in, backing up Kimball Walker. Um, it just, you know, I, 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 yeah. I mean, you saw that play he made going through the guy's legs in the D League. He's still balling. So. Yeah, yeah he, he's still got. He, he's just a smart player. I just think like his age and his size right now are starting to catch up to him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, well, Definitely thankful for the Cavs. Definitely thankful for the NBA champions trying to do everything in their power to go back-to-back. Now it's all about execution. So, And uh, we're going to talk about a little more execution when it comes to basketball with Ohio State basketball program here. The Ohio State women's basketball program, i got to give them their props. They share the Big Ten title. They get the double bye going into the Big Ten tournament. Um, you got to be proud of the job that Kevin McGuff has done with the Lady Buckeyes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just being here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the Lady Bucks are doing their thing. Uh, they're starting to recruit better. Uh, that was something that, you know, just because you're Ohio State doesn't mean you don't have to recruit. Uh, they're, they're recruiting a, lot, a whole lot better on the women's side, and I appreciate that. Uh, they're, they're getting some uh, – they're keeping girls in state, too. There's a lot of basketball talent in the state of Ohio, and they're starting to, they're starting to pull those girls back into the range. Uh, you know, from a few years ago, I'm a, I'm a former assistant athletic director, and uh, we have we I have a two couple uh, state girls rings uh, from my my time at uh, Harvest Prep, and I, I've seen a lot of girls basketball. And at one point uh, a few years ago, I was wondering what's going to happen with the state of Ohio when it comes to girls basketball because a lot of girls were going out of state to play for other programs and not staying in the state. So uh, kudos to to the new coach. I'm glad he's here, you know, a couple years now, and, you know, he's doing his thing. 
Uh, I appreciate that. No doubt about it. It's an Ohio one. And congratulations to Kelsey Mitchell, who's the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, you talk about those out-of-state, Tori McCoy, Big Ten All-Freshman Team, uh, Lene Harper, who is the Big Ten Six-Woman six, six Player of the Year, I guess would be that award, um, but the Sixth Person of the Year, uh, Sixth Player of the Year, I guess that is the name of it, and well, nevertheless. And yeah, then, they call it, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't roll off the tongue right, you know. Six, the six, six person human here. off the bench. <laughs> yeah, first six person. Six person off the bench. There you go. And we, then, are, uh, we are the fifth person, hashtag. We are the fifth person. Sierra Calhoun, who got honorable mention, all Big Ten team. Shayla Cooper, who, you know, uh, a thousand points in her career at at Ohio State and has just been a star worth down low. And then we're happy to see that Stephanie Mavunga is getting healthy. Um, even though the Buckeyes were able to beat Maryland without her, they're going to need her going through the tournament. Um, and she made the second team all Big Ten. Of course, Kelsey Mitchell, Big Ten all fresh team. So, I mean, when you got that many on your roster, you talked about that. Uh, Kevin McGuff is doing something right with this Big Ten basketball team, women's basketball team. Yeah, yeah Coach McGuff. Coach McGuff is definitely uh, landing some of the recruits that uh, he's looking to to land and not uh, losing them out to some other programs. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great. And it's the Buckeyes, and I want to win the Big Ten and beat everybody down that we can. But it does kind of stink in women's basketball that you're always playing for second place. You know, it's like you, you don't have a shot at the end of the day. And it's like, okay, let's win the Big Ten tournament. But uh, – and get it as far as we can before we run into Connecticut. Yeah, basically the, the juggernaut of juggernauts. Like uh, I think, I think people uh, overlook that there there is a uh, Connecticut as good as they are. Uh, I mean, obviously a team with no flaws. Uh, you, you you've got to basically play for second, and you're absolutely right. Uh, at this point, uh, the NCAA tournament is Connecticut and whoever finishes behind them. So. Uh, I really do hope the Buckeyes, the Lady Buckeyes, do a, a good run. Uh, we need that in the sports town like we are, the sports state, honestly. Uh, Columbus having two teams in the playoffs, we'll take it. Uh, I mean, you know, we got Matt Pfeffer on. We know about the CBA, CBJ artillery and the fifth line, and we know, Jake, you're a big fan of, of you know, what the Team USA did. I believe in miracles. So I believe there can be a miracle that happens in Houston for the women's ba- – no, no, that's the men's basketball team. Where are they playing at? New Orleans. Are they playing New Orleans? Where's the women's Final Four? I know this off the top of my head. I don't know. I believe the women – I believe this Buckeye women's team can pull off a miracle. And I'm hoping 3-1 day, you know, the Cavs came back from a 3-1 deficit. Anything is possible. But I will not put my money on the Buckeyes beating UConn. But if they get there, you know, I'll be supporting them. So excited about that. We talk about gratitude in show 128. One guy that should be thankful he's still employed is Thad Mata with the Ohio State men's team. And you think about the win they had over Wisconsin and then also getting the one-point win over Penn State. Matt Trabow was on our show, Jake, and uh, Matt uh, – you know, uh, this this was the guy from City of Brotherly Love uh, uh, dot com. He told us that Mata will be getting the best out of Buckeyes down the road. I I still feel like Mata. This will be a swan song, and it'll be a great finish if they can make a little noise. Um, they got a big game coming up against the Hoosiers, uh, and they got to keep marching to their Big Ten tournament. Um, but uh, it's been a disappointing season, and I'm still I'm still in the camp where uh, I think this should be Thad Mata's last year. Uh, yeah, I, hey, I can't agree with that. that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Jake. No, I mean for for me, I, I 
I, I he kind of brought me over to his side, honestly. Uh, when you talk about the loss of Kata Bates Diop, um, you just uh, you got a young team who's going to start developing here, and you're really not losing anybody except for I think uh, uh, Love and so or uh, Mark Loving, and you know I, I think that he's built enough equity, winning Big Ten titles, uh, going to a Final Four, uh, being as tenured as he is, that you know you give him a year with the young team and see what he can do. And if he gets back into Big Ten championship contention, I think his job's safe another year. And if he doesn't, then you know the answer is that we need to re-energize this program and move on from Pat Mata. Right. Um, yeah, and there's some coaching candidates out there that have some Ohio ties. I mean, from my perspective, they can come back in and, uh, and take over this team and do it the right way. Uh, you don't always have to make a big splash sometimes with basketball to get a good coach. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's, it's great. But there's some really good basketball coaches out there on the NCAA level and some good, really, really good assistants. So, uh, you know, I don't want to give, you know, I don't want to give Thad his walking papers. I mean, obviously I want to do what he does in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you know, we've got, a lot of, we've got a lot of local guys in there, young guys that, you know, probably still need to mature a little bit. Uh, they're just not there yet. Uh, I think they've had enough time, though, to mature at this point in the season. So uh, all you can do is just kind of hope that the Buckeyes can pull out something and then uh, see if the uh, the athletic department has enough confidence in that body to uh, right the ship for next year. You know what sucks is we talk about recruiting. He's failed Ohio State in his recruiting. He's failed Ohio State in the development of some of these players. And that was all before Cater Bates-Diop and some of these other injuries happened. We're seeing, you know, these guys play with all their heart. He's finally moved Jaquan Lyle to the bench, um, put Jackson in. But these are moves that could have been made early on in the season when we had that power puff schedule, which was another problem that I have, where the Buckeyes don't test themselves in, in non-conference play and they refuse to, you know, make adjustments then. So I, that's my biggest qualms with that, Mata. And then also, too, you got guys on the bench that aren't seeing time where you got other freshman kids coming in struggling. So he's mismanaged the talent that he's got. He's failed to re- recruit more talent that, you know, within the state of Ohio that's been going elsewhere. And, and to me, you know, if you even go back to some of those seasons when they were winning, it's because of the way that the – Times were scheduled, um, and those teams, you know, came up very, very short in big. If it was Big Ten tournament play or in March Madness, because of the lack of being able to coach in game and make adjustments. So I, I think that Mata has fell from a tactician level and also too from building a program level, and we're seeing the dividends in that. And I can't just sit by and idly watch it without saying something. And I'm glad we have a podcast so I can do so. So that's why I'm so thankful, <laughs> and that's why we have Show 128 with the gratitude. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you're. You, you, I mean, you, you bring up good points. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm more of the half glass full guy, so I'm just kind of like, okay, obviously, you know, to keep him this long, the guy see something in him. So let's hope, let's hope he puts it together and maybe get some good, decent recruits here this uh, this upcoming March. So, yeah, all right. It, it, just real quick uh, to the back end on what you were saying too, because I thought about this and. It's, a lot of the recruits that are going elsewhere, especially like the Canards and, and such, you know, Ohio State's still a football school. And you're losing out to programs that I, I think are just better pedigree programs that can get you where you want to go ultimately a little quicker than they can at Ohio State. And uh, it's, I don't know, I, I just feel like 
that he's that he's done enough here so far to at least give him the benefit of the doubt to see if he can do it. I mean, it took Jim Beheim how many years to win an NCAA tournament, and you know he go he's going to go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. That, right. That's that, that's Syracuse, and that's East New York. You know, I mean, that's not Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of one of the biggest talent-rich states of basketball history ever. And my two arguments to that, you know, either they're a football school with all the resources that that football program generates being one of the strongest in the nation that can trickle down to help the basketball team, or we're such a school with the rich history of basketball. When you think about the names that have come through Ohio State and that have continued to, and we're lucky, thank you, shout out to Michael Red who follows us on Twitter at with an Ohio bias, you know, even him who had a great career, you know, there's too much talent in this state to not be able to garner better results from a basketball team. And that's my flat out. Just, that's just, I just can't get over that. And, you know, Hey, I'm not saying what that Mata hasn't done for the program hasn't, hasn't been great. He's built a foundation, but it's time to elevate that and take it to the next level. And I don't think he's the guy for the job. Well, and, and, no, you, and I think, no, I, I think he's. I think you have a point. Uh, one of the things I think that a lot of kids have to look at, and this is what a lot of kids look at, because I've seen the AAU circuit. I've seen what it does to kids. They're looking at the NBA factor. They're looking at the one-and-done factor. Can that guy get me to the next level of the NBA? And if you've seen all the kids that have come through the, the Ohio State program recently, uh, and, you know, no knock to anybody that's ever played at Ohio State, but they really haven't put out any talent NBA-wise. Uh, I think Mike, Mike mm-hmm. Connolly might be your best bet. And, you know, I don't want to dog the program at all, but, like, you know, your Solingers who have moved, you know, almost three teams in the last year now. Uh, you know, I, and I love Jared Solinger. I know his dad. He's a great guy. Uh, but, you know, he, he's possibly going back to Boston. You're Greg Odens, who, my, my God, I see him at the arena half the time because he lives right next to the arena. You know, that's a guy that should be playing the NBA right now. He should be one of the best centers that ever played the NBA. But because of injuries, not there. Uh, you're Evan Turners, who are like you would consider a journeyman at this point because he's playing for the Trailblazers. There's just so many factors from the Ohio State program that don't play into favoring bringing extra talent or extra special kids into Columbus, Ohio, and that has a lot to do with your staff, your coaching, and also your awareness of the basketball program. No, I agree. I agree totally. I mean, you think maybe D'Angelo Russell, but with Magic Johnson taking over there, his future is in, in danger too. So even the even the you know big time high profile one and dones that you know Thad Mata has gotten, you think about all the other guys that could have been developed. I mean, we know David Lighty, and you think John Diebler, they're having great careers over in Europe. But um, you know, as far as when you are trying to sell that program and you're not doing it with you know strippers and stuff like that in dorm rooms like some places in Kentucky. Um, you you got to you got to you got to you know maybe go to build the program with seniors and things like that maybe do it at Wichita State way and whatnot. I'm not saying that I have those answers. I'm saying that I haven't seen them from Thad Mata, and that's my problem with it. So you know, and it, 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 it once again, I root for the Buckeyes. I think Scarlet and Gray. I think that program and it's just too much resources there for that for this to be the result that we're getting from there. There's no the the football school to me, and I'm not you know trying to attack you directly, Jay, but it's just a little bit of a crutch where you. You know, 
if the if the basketball team has the resources that football team has, how can we not get at least get a better result just by the fact that these guys should come out there looking like they're ready to go to war? You know, like physically. Well, you know right. I mean? like, so Listen, I just I, this, I don't know. Like but, that's the thing that just boggles my mind. This this program's rich in history, no doubt. But it, it, you know, the bottom line is to me, it, it's uh, you know, you're recruiting kids, and there aren't programs out, there aren't schools out there that are great at both things, that are long sustained things. You know, it, it maybe the Texas is the world, maybe UCLA to an extent that you can think of as both football and basketball. When you say Ohio State, what do you think of? You think of football, and you're trying to sell basketball kids on a football school. And that's what I think ultimately really hurts a lot of recruiting at Ohio state. And there just has not, we're never going to be that perennial power year after year after year, like a Duke or a Kansas uh, because, because of that fact. And, uh, you know, you're going to get coaches in here who are going to make runs and every one of them do, whether it's O'Brien, whether it's Randy Ayers, whether it's Thad Mata and whether it's going to be Greg Marshall or Archie, uh, um, Miller down in Dayton, they're going to make runs for a while. But ultimately, it's going to end up the same story. And I've seen it over and over. Well, see, that's where I think they can change the the narrative now, though. They have the resources. This thing has been built up over time. The brand is there for the name of it. And I'm not looking to be, you know, Duke and find the next Coach K. I want to be a competitive basketball team, and I just want to enjoy it when I watch it. I enjoy watching the Ohio State women's team. You know, what I see is inconsistent effort when I watch the men's team, and it, it, it puts me in, like, you know, you know, we're hardcore sports fans, and I'll end it on this. As hardcore sports fans, when your team loses and it's because of effort and it's because of they don't have the right, you know, just uh, flow as a basketball team or the right scheme and their coach is not putting them in a, a good position to win, that's disheartening and it ruins my whole week. And, you know, people at work are asking me a question. I'm mad about Ohio State basketball, but I'm biting people's heads off. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of I Buckeye gotcha. fans out there like me who I'm worried about the mental health for all the Buckeye Nation. So maybe I'm just a little too <laughs> – my heart's too big. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey guys, I got to jump off here, man. So Sorry about that, uh, Matt. I appreciate we got a little, we got no, a little that's, No, that's all right. I appreciate your time, guys. Thanks for having me on. But, uh, yeah, I got to get going. Uh, just text me later and let me know what's going on, all right? Yeah, we will do. Thank you, sir. All Thanks, right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, we're, we're happy to have Matt <laughs> join us for this part of the podcast. But, Jake, no, I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm not looking to be a juggernaut. I don't want them to, you know, become, you know, the the Wizard of – I don't want them to find the next Wizard of Westwood and build the greatest dynasty in college basketball. I just want competitive basketball. You know, like that was – I mean, you think about – I mean, we're maybe we're spoiled, and it sounds like that. Maybe that's where my tone comes because we're coming off of talking about the Cavs and they're basically the standard bearer being NBA champions, and it looks like they're going back-to-back. I'm not asking for that when it comes to Ohio State basketball. I just want a competitive team that looks like they know what they're doing. And I know they're kids, and, you know, you have to form that over time, but that's part of the journey that I enjoy. But this journey for these last couple of seasons has not been enjoyable. <laughs> you, you know who could help this basketball program a whole hell of a lot more than he already does, and he does help, believe me. I, I think that's a big deal, but – I think LeBron James could, as maybe even when he moves away from basketball, could be a figure that could really help land a lot of recruits in years to come if he cares about Ohio State the way he says. 
That's a great point. And, I mean, he has always has a great influence. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm seeing guys – I tweeted out – I'm seeing guys on a football team dunking out the gym like it's going out of business today. And uh, you saw LeBron James donated some great gear for the football team. So he does do a lot. But, yeah, I mean, maybe when, you know, all is said and done, he has his ten championships, uh, probably, you know, seven more with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He can put more hands around the <laughs> Ohio State basketball program. Uh, we can only dream. Uh, so we would be thankful for that. So uh, show show 128 gratitude. It was a quick one. We're so thankful Matt Pfeffer, you know, jumped on to talk hoops and about the Columbus Blue Jackets and what the fifth line has to come for the playoffs and everything. And it's very exciting, Jake, just to know that our teams in Ohio are competitive, successful, and uh, we're looking forward to see how they finish this year. Yeah, we're literally the epicenter of the sports world when you look at the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Indians, the Blue Jackets now, uh, the Cavaliers, of course. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's the best part of my sports life right going on right now. We are in the renaissance of Jake's sports life. <laughs> And that's why this show is gratitude. Um, we're also thankful for all the support that folks have given us over the time. Uh, you know, we, we have the Twitter love with a lot of people. Um, sorry, told that page. But thankful for the support. You know, we're moving to iTunes. We've been getting a tremendous, tremendous response from that. Um, and we even haven't made a big rollout. So you'll see that with, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, you'll see us raising the profile with an Ohio bias. But, you know, we, we mentioned Kevin James Valentin. I mean, you know, a lot of the people, you know, the CBJ artillery that, you know, when we started this podcast, they were, you know, very welcoming us and just helping us move forward. And even some of the new folks, if it's Scott Daniska, who likes a lot of stuff on a Facebook page, Steve Simone, who I know, you know, is a good friend of mine, but we go back and forth. Um, you know, your family, Jake, uh, we think about, you know, um, all the people that we've interviewed, and, uh, you know, we thank Matt Trable, who started that spark of, you know, us talking college hoops and, you know, getting prepared for this year. And a couple other ones, Craig Morris at Gambit624. Craig Morris had to get the puck out of here blog, but um, it was a post he had made talking about, you know, how much he enjoyed the podcast. And I just happened to find that doing some SEO work for the site. Um, uh, Stephanie Go 315 uh, Heather at HNB6458, at Buckeye Nicole. And uh, shout-out to Army Vet at Jimmy B 44140 who is continuing his service, you know, even now in his community as a paramedic, and uh, also to a huge CBJ fan out in the heartland at Redneck Casey. So it's a lot of people out there that, you know, um, have uh, kept us going, you know, when sometimes we've been trying to figure out how to keep the podcast rolling. But, uh, Jake, I think the support and just the gratitude that we have always tries to come through when we put these podcasts together. Yeah, and there's too many to thank, and we'd uh, definitely leave some out. But, you know, guys like Cody Garbrand and Jason Lawhead, uh, Pete Pappas, uh, just some of these guys that uh, really uh, connected with us and uh, let us have some access to them and a little bit of their time to talk to them. So uh, grateful for everybody. We can't possibly name everybody, but uh, if you've ever interacted with us, we really do appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Jake, give us the plugs and let us know what's going on that you got coming on the score on there. Yeah, uh, a couple updates. Uh, we are going down to one day a week, so you can catch With an Ohio Bias Live every Thursday, 4 to 6. Aaron and myself will be on it uh, as I start doing a little bit more work for the EB Sports Network. Uh, you can check out the latest edition of Overtime with Marty Bannister, um, without Marty Bannister, because I got to host it. 
and uh, had John Gibson on the show, a color analyst for the Bowling Green Falcons. He also played under Urban Meyer uh, when he was uh, starting out his head coaching career at Bowling Green. So he had some unique perspectives on uh, Coach Meyer. So check that out. That's on the EB Sports Network. Uh, We'll be doing some more stuff there. And also scoreonair.com every Thursday, 4 to 6, with an Ohio Bias Live. And, uh, yeah, that's about it right now. A couple more thank yous to some new followers at the Ohio Homer. Uh, you know, he's putting together his own site at 151 Proofing. Ivan, uh, been going back and forth with him on hoops. Uh, Jared Donnelly at Burning River Basketball. Um, and then, you know, we got uh, a great podcast interview up with Rob Peacock, a natural bodybuilder, as um, the Arnold's coming up this weekend. And then uh, the Cross Sisters will be joining the podcast here to tell us about the Arnold and also about the Northeast uh the North Coast Championship coming up in May back at our Kent. So, um, like you said, there's a lot of people, too many people to name, but those are some of the ones that we just wanted to mention. And we're going to bring back the Twitter love like we just did and be talking, you know, uh, making sure that we're mentioning more fans and bringing more fans on the podcast to talk sports with us, as you see we do. Yeah, and make sure to check out this Thursday's episode of With an Ohio Bias Live, 4 to 6 Thursday, scoreonair.com. Uh, we'll have uh, parts of that Claire Crawford interview. We'll be previewing the Arnold Classic. And uh, with an Ohio bias, we'll be at the Arnold Classic, uh, checking out the MMA, some of the bodybuilding, the, all the festivities that go along with the Arnold Sports Classic. So check it out Thursday, 4 to 6, scoreonair.com. Thanks for listening. We appreciate every tweet, every favorite, every like and share, any and each comment that people leave for us. Um, anyone who listens to this podcast, uh, please share, like, and follow, email, tweet us. At with an Ohio bias, uh, if you got to send us a pigeon, Mike Tyson style, to share your thoughts, we we we'll, we'll receive it and we'll definitely respond to you. Uh, agree, disagree? Hey, this is the discussion of our teams and it fuels our passion. Uh, the discussion of our teams is our passion and it fuels our fandom. Um, you know, we say a salute to the medical professionals, doctors, nurses, caregivers, anyone who eases the pain of those in pain. We say a special thank you to all the teachers, policemen, firemen and first responders, um, and our thoughts and prayers are, of course, with the troops that are in service, and we appreciate the continued service of the veterans who have returned. Um, we say a special prayer to those that might be missing in action and those that we have lost. Uh, this is With an Ohio Bias, a podcast for real fans with D and Jake. Thank you for listening. This is With an Ohio Bias, a podcast for real fans with D and Jake. Show 128, Gratitude, IMD, Cleveland Born and Raised, Buckeye Born and Bred. And I'm Jake from Youngstown to see bus. We're talking jackets and some caps. All right, Jake. We're so happy to be joined by Matt. Fe- we're so happy to have a special guest on this podcast, Jake. Matt Pfeffer, he's going to join us. We're going to go through, you know, of course, the new additions to the Cavaliers. But we're going to start with the Blue Jackets and all the excitement going around and get some of the, the updates from the fifth line. I know you're excited about that, uh, Jake, because we just can't talk enough about how good the Blue Jackets are this season. Yeah, the trade deadline has come and gone, and the Blue Jackets have made a couple moves. Uh, Let's get uh, Matt Pfeffer's thoughts on that. And just also maybe how far can this Blue Jackets team get? So uh, glad to have Matt on to discuss uh, that in the fifth line as well. So here's some quick Twitter love. We wanted to show our gratitude to everybody that supports us. And when you have time, give give us a subscription. When you have time, subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a nice review. Uh, We would appreciate that, and we show our gratitude with the Twitter love. 
We're coming back after this break with more with an Ohio Bias podcast. Thanks for listening, and we got you covered with Cavs and Blue Jackets coming right at you, with Blue Jackets and Cavs coming right at you. All right, that covers it, man. I just was trying to fill it all in so I can go back and edit it around. So, All right, we've got 36 minutes to get done what you need to get done. No, I can, I can, yeah, I can do that, and then I come back and I can do the stuff during and while I'm watching the game. So, um, right, yeah, we, I mean, like, I can't believe the numbers that we're doing with the uh, like that trade ball interview. I literally just saw the one um, hits today, like, like it was like 80 people in the last three days. So, um, wow, nice. Uh, we're we're uh, doing good, man. We need to figure out a way to up our sound quality. I think, you know, How better so? than just over the phone. We'll have to think about it going forward here over the summer. I think well, that would I mean, be a big thing if we could interact a little bit better. I don't know if maybe Skype might be a solution. Well, the problem is, like, when it comes to what, yeah, but it's just like how to how to then drag it down and then like edit it as fast as possible. That's the whole thing. I've been well, thinking about it, but I mean, what what interaction do you want? Well, I've I've got addition on my computer so as we're talking i can record what's going on on my computer yeah okay well that's the thing you know? i can switch i can switch to microphones i'm about to upgrade some tech but it's just i mean this is the way i've been able to do it i'm not trying to be like that without having to put any money into it i mean i put money into the site and like pay for our domain names over the years and stuff like that but like it, it just whenever i have extra money that's when i was going to upgrade microphones and do all that kind of stuff you know what I mean? I, right. I've no, tried no, no, no. I'm not saying tomorrow. No, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, no, no, I got you. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I want to buy my own recorder, too, just to be able to take it and do, like, now that I'm back in Ohio, like, if I go to an MMA event or go to different places to be able to do, um, you know, like, on-the-spot interviews with people, too, to use. So, yeah, it's a lot that we can do to come. So, um, right, I'm right, trying right. to I'm trying to figure out, finish building out this, just this whole iTunes and that side of it. So, like, right now, it's a little seamless, but it's still not where I want it to be where I can post within, like, I can turn this podcast around by tonight and have it out tomorrow. But I wanted to be able to, like, we can do that faster. So, like, because it takes me a long time to still do stuff for the site. And that's because of, like, some of the limitations that I have there. So, um, but I'm trying to put our whole back catalog in the iTunes. And so we have that. So that's the other thing I've been trying to do over these last couple of days. So, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll tell you like this, man. I don't know how many other podcasts you listen to, but the sound quality for our podcast is pretty damn good considering what these other people are doing. And they're using all other kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know, the other thing too is I could start taking some of the uh, audio editing off your hands if you want to maybe concentrate a little bit more on the website. You know, because I, I mean, I have audition on my computer and studios there, and I also have interns that I can use. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do is fine. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, so, do you want to just? I'll just start grabbing the audio. Uh, you you can finish up this one because I don't have anything right now to do it with. Uh, I got my laptop left at school. Um, so, uh, but going forward, um, I'll start grabbing the audio and rip it up Okay. and then send it, send it back to you. And then you can add whatever elements you want to add to it. Well, I'm not adding any more elements anymore because we're on iTunes. Like I add a little music, but like, and I'm, I, I put a little music on the intros for those interviews, but that's it. So that's the whole thing. So it's just straight. That's why it's become easier on that end. My thing is, it's the, it's the building it out for the site is what I do. The audio part is easy now. So that's the whole thing. It took longer because I would remaster the podcast three times over each one that I would do to put music and stuff into it. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Either way. So, yeah, but I, I mean, hey, man, I'm welcome to help. You know what I mean? So whatever you want to do. 
Yeah, just uh, yeah, just let me know and communicate with me, and I'll make it work. So, all right, man. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Go Cats. Go Cats.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.